Welcome to Group Dates and Hot Takes, a Bachelor Nation podcast. I'm Sampy. And I'm Christy, and we're back to recap Katie's season of The Bachelorette. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Group Dates and Hot Takes. It is episode 10, the finale, Christy. Yes, very exciting. Lots to talk about. Yes. Things have been going down. I mean, the the season has kind of imploded a little bit. Uh, they threw everything together. They probably lost an entire episode oh, off of the season. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least one, maybe two, depending. Uh, they lost a lot of ad revenue. So, yeah, let's let's get into this. Yeah, we start in the studio, which they've kind of been doing this the past few times, where they weave in and out of, like, New Mexico footage and uh, studio which footage. I personally don't really like. I actually do like that. Mm. It makes it feel... Like, it, it, this whole part used to be live, so, like, it would have been Caitlin and Tasha like, live at 8 o'clock saying something, and then it would cut back to, like, New Mexico footage, and then they'd come back later. But. Mm. Yeah, I just, it makes it feel like they didn't have enough footage to have an entire episode. Well, the thing is, they have so much extra footage that they can't fit, so it kind of doesn't make sense. Like, we don't really need the audience part until after we know, like, if she's engaged or not. Yeah, and so also, why why would they willingly do this to themselves? Because I'm talking about the producers here. Because theoretically, right, They could, or, or are they limited by the fact that they, they couldn't put in too much content between rose ceremonies? You mean in, like, in the beginning part of the season? Yeah, correct. Because obviously, right, they filmed all of this months ago. So why didn't they just... Why didn't they just throw some additional content on the front end to keep their their 11 or 12 episodes? Oh, I think it's because, um, because of the way that it ended. I guess they didn't want to just bloat the first part of the season, but... I mean, normally there are three fantasy suite dates, four hometowns, two last chance dates, so we lost a whole bunch of that. So I guess they just decided to cut it off and move on to paradise. Huh. That is kind of strange to me, but... Ah, boy. (laughs) Yeah, so... uh, We had to... Just experience the season so far. Oh, yeah. I looked at the clock. (laughs) It was eight minutes in, and we were shown no new footage. (laughs) Which we definitely needed to know, because we totally forgot what happened over the past few weeks. Yeah, I I mean, I don't even remember what happened with Greg last week. Like, (laughs) It could have been anything. Is he still around, right? I mean, he's technically still here. Just we can't stop talking about him. He's here in in spirit. Yes. <laughs> um, we actually, I guess, we, at this point, we go back to New Mexico, and they TK enters and is like, "Greg has left," and Katie is emotionally devastated. <laughs> but on the bright side, you both get to continue and spend uninterrupted quality time with her. Isn't that great? Oh, it's so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, the two of them didn't really know what to do with this. Yeah, it was a bit awkward, but... And just, I still, like... I do feel bad for him to a certain extent. Just poor, poor Justin. Just dragged along. Only, only here because the season is going so poorly. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. man. So we move on to Blake's fantasy suite date. And first they throw paint balloons at each other, which looked like it could be fun, I guess. Or I guess, yeah, I guess they didn't want to risk. Well, right, because if you if you get on an ambulance, t- get taken away, you can't come back. So I guess they wanted to avoid anything like that. So they, they went with paint balloons instead of paintball. Yeah, probably a good call. I mean, she's already lost so many guys. <laughs> it has it's been hemorrhaging guys left and right. Yeah, we can't just be left with Justin. <laughs> that would have been such a hilarious ending to this season. <laughs> it's just Justin and Justin alone. Everyone else is left. <laughs> He's just like, I don't really like it. How did you how did you make it this far? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> though though he does keep he keeps maintaining that they didn't show the connection that that the two of which them had. is probably true but the fact that they didn't show hardly any of him means there was no chance for them so ouch so sad yeah i was like i was a bit creeped out by the whole hot tub situation <laughs> it was I don't know like she she tells him that Michael left which I thought for some reason at this point he would already know that but and then tells him about Greg leaving and she tells him yeah I wanted to quit and at this point Blake says that's a lot <laughs> yeah just like that. that's a lot and then we cut to them making out so I don't know like was there something in between they edited out because that's just it's a weird a very... response to me <laughs> It was a very, very uncomfortably intimate time in the hot tub. <laughs> I think that's on purpose. <laughs> uh, was it like the the conversation topic? Because we've seen hot tub scenes all the time in this show. No, no, no. It was the fact that I I don't even want to describe it. Just like their, the positioning of their bodies. <laughs> okay. It was very uncomfortable. <laughs> Well, I'm not surprised. I guess I kind of missed that, but I'm not surprised. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> hey, what do you expect from Blake and Katie as a combo? <sighs> I I know, I know. <laughs> so next is dinner time. Blake is, I guess, confused about Greg's actions, and he says, "I would never tell you I was falling in love with you, and then get up and leave." I don't play games with love. No, no, he does. He doesn't. He doesn't play games with love. And, um, in a roundabout way, says that he loves her. <laughs> kind of, sort of. <laughs> and then he says, "I wouldn't say it if it wa- if I wasn't sure." And Katie says, "I'm speechless. I haven't said it yet. It's a huge word." And then actually says. I love you so much, you couldn't be happier that you're here. So clearly she learned from the experience (laughs) with Greg that I need to say something. (laughs) Can you imagine? She's just just like, he's like, oh, you know, all this blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I like looking at your face. I mean, at this point, it's like, well, game over, because she said she was only going to say that to the final person. Mm-hmm. So. Dun, dun, dun. Justin's dead. He just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> Poor Justin. And at this point, they read the fantasy suite card. Should you choose to go your individual rooms, use this key, blah, blah, blah. And, like... I feel like if there was ever a time where you wondered what went down in the fantasy suite, <laughs> this is not the time to wonder. You already know. Oh, dang. Very inappropriate things. Yeah. So we cut from that to the next morning. They're both saying... Oh, wow. You're, huh? you're, you're going you're gonna to skip her like shoving cheesecake into his face? 
Oh, was that the night before? I think so, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of making out also. So much making out. Like, seriously. But once again, I'm not surprised. (laughs) Hmm. So they are throwing I love you's back and forth the next morning, eating breakfast in bed. I guess I guess she's learned. She can't withhold it anymore. Nope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, Yeah, I had those weird I I don't know how much I would necessarily enjoy this. Having one of those unstable breakfast trays as you're lying in bed oh yes i did notice that (laughs) all you need is one wrong move and there's food all over the sheets (laughs) (laughs) don't like that do you no that's not very practical no it's just messy and there was like orange juice too i think like what a mess yeah she because she almost spilled a bunch of stuff at one point there wow yeah, I don't know. <sighs> I just, I don't know if we should even talk about this, but just like throw back to like the maple syrup and then just the innuendo when she was talking with Caitlin. Ugh. Oh, yeah, she did say she was satisfied multiple times. So that's fun. <laughs> this was the best day of her life. Well, you know what, Christy? I hate to keep bringing this back, but uh, Katie's sex positive and here to find a husband. Yes, well, it appears she has at least found a fiancé, perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. That's such a a, a qualified statement there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then they talk about how, like, all, all this happened so you could get to this point, blah, blah, blah. I I just laughed so hard when Caitlin had to remind her that Justin was still there. I know. <laughs> so yeah, I think she legit forgotten about him. Yeah. Oh, crap. I have to deal with him now. Yep, and that was the next scene we saw. Justin's all excited to get this day started. and Oh, he's so excited. And, like, Justin, like, jogs towards Katie... And Katie walks towards him. That's that's when you know it's not going to end well. And also says, "Can we talk?" Yeah, that's the word. That is that is a sign of imminent death. You don't want to hear that on this show. Mm-mm-mm-mm. No, you do not. You know, oh, Greg leaving was so hard, and you know, I just I thought maybe. I thought maybe I would quit, but then I didn't. But also, you know, you're just not the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She told him she was told Justin that she told Blake she was falling in love with him, which that's the end. R.I.P. Which I actually thought, like, she gave him a good speech about why she's not choosing him didn't drag it out or it wasn't cruel or anything yeah i mean it's probably better than you know having sex with a person and being like actually uh, i had chosen the other person that does happen quite a bit so i'm glad she didn't do that no (laughs) (laughs) well i mean she as as much as as much as she may have made a bunch of faux pas and uh, perhaps I have less of a high opinion of her now than I used to. Uh, she does seem to be serious about the whole finding a husband thing. Yeah. I think so. Um, so I guess at this point we cut back to the studio where they're interspersing things and Justin is there in the hot seat. And they, one of the, I don't remember which whether it was Caitlin or Tasha um, asked, "Is there a part of you that wonders if you'd be there if Greg didn't leave?" 
or do you feel like Katie gave you a fair shot? And he says no. Which I've got to imagine that's kind of rough to feel like you were there by default. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's, that's, that's how we all want to feel. We all want to feel like we're just, you know, we're in a relationship because the other person just couldn't be bothered <laughs> to find somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I think he says, at this point, Katie comes out and he kind of says the same thing. And Katie says, that's a fair question. It wasn't until the date with Blake when she knew he was her person. So I guess she's talking about the fantasy suite, which is then why she can say, oh, I... I didn't know, but. But also, like, was it actually the date with Blake, or was it the fact that Greg left and in order to have a fiancé by the end of it, you know, she had to pick someone, and that someone wasn't going to be Justin? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, she tries to salvage it by saying, well, we had a huge connection, so many unseen moments, but I (laughs) I really feel like he was a distant third. (laughs) Honestly, he was really, like, tenth. (laughs) But he he just managed to hang on against all odds. (laughs) Yeah. So... Are we going to talk about this whole situation? Going back to the footage. You mean of the yes. Blake with the family? Yes. Oh, yes. of course. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yes. So Blake meets Katie's mom and her aunt Lindsay. And most of what we're going to talk about is going to be Aunt Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just (laughs) (laughs) Katie says that her aunt is almost cold and not affectionate which no crap Katie (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea like perhaps perhaps the (laughs) perhaps the better words would have been super cold and incredibly hostile (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's that's more that's more like it. I just <laughs> I mean, I didn't even write down everything she said, but like at one point Blake was talking to the aunt and she says, "Ultimately, you mean nothing. Better be secure yeah, as bleep." Yeah, I mean, this this was a huge theme of this footage that we saw here. I I and I don't know where this was coming from, honestly. I was very cuz You've told me that sometimes, you know, sometimes families aren't super on board. Yeah, we've seen lots of skeptical families with this. But this was just like, this was like personal level, like, vendetta type, like, angriness. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was just like, it was just like, you're garbage and we don't need you. And it's only by the kindness of our own hearts that, like, we even keep you around and you're like, ah. <laughs> yeah, like Blake was trying so hard to be agreeable, but nothing he said was good enough. Uh-uh, no. Like he talked about like that his parents had divorced and he was like, yeah, I've seen what a train wreck is like. And the aunt was like, well, watching a train wreck is not the same as being in the train wreck. <laughs> just <laughs> it's like, it's like no, no crap. But and it's just like uh, also the whole the whole thing where where he was talking about how you know that you know they promised themselves that they're going to you know make it work and she's just like ah oh, that's cute but that's not how that works <laughs> but at the same but at the same time like it kind of is how it works cuz you yeah. just like you make a commitment to somebody and if things aren't going well, you work it out and you figure out what the problem is. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like yeah, I mean it's of course it's like it's kind of a surface level thing, but at the same time it's like it 
kind of is what happens. But there was so there was a really big theme here, and I wasn't. I, I think some of it was coming from her mom as well, though not nearly as much, of course, as the stuff from her aunt. But just like there was like this theme of they don't need men. Yes, one of them <laughs> said, um, "We don't put ourselves in a position to rely on a man." I think that's what her mom said. But it seemed almost like this over-the-top version of that where it's like almost like putting man down or like it was just too much. Yeah, and I don't know why I don't know why exactly that would be coming from her mom besides maybe just like the hurt of of her dad dying. Maybe I don't know, but that doesn't but explain it seems, the it seems, aunt's behavior. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah, no, I have no idea what was up with her, but she was very, very angry. I mean, even when Blake walked in with the flowers and gave them to her, <laughs> the aunt just like was like, oh, "What do I do with this?" and just kind of tossed them on the table. <laughs> I think at one point too, she she said something about like how. Well, first of all, she said she was talking about how like he's he's like he's only here because like they let him be around essentially yeah and then the other thing was she was saying something about how like he he, he was like trying to replace her sex toy or something like something about something along those lines it was just like really bizarre yeah i don't <sighs> And I feel like they still think they didn't do anything wrong either because Katie posted on Twitter like some group text between like her and the aunt and the mom and they're talking about like, like oh, good thing he's strong enough to fit in with us. Like, gotta be able to handle this. <laughs> like, just doubling down on it. Uh, saying they have nothing to see, apologize for. See, I am a pretty strong believer in not being that mean in day-to-day life. Because <laughs> yeah. right, there's a difference between, like, being able to tease people you're around or, you know, kind of give people a hard time or something like that and just, like, downright being, like, really, really heinously mean. <laughs> yeah, this was very strange. To this day, I still wonder, like, what, what the crap was going on with her? I loved how afterwards Katie and Blake were sitting outside, and Katie's like, "So how did it go?" <laughs> and he's just like, "I don't want to talk about it." <laughs> we never heard what he said. Mm-mm-mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> so. I guess at this point it's time for another date with Blake because it's so strange only having one guy left at the end like this. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they need to fill some airtime. Yeah, so they go and meet Felicia, who is an energy healer. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Cuddle Queen. No. <laughs> but this was a whole other kind of terrifying. Oh. <laughs> um, the, like, this was scary to you? I, yeah, that, that creature at the end, which I didn't write down the name of what it was. I think it started with a Z. Yeah. Um, it says every year <laughs> thousands of people gather together for this burning. So like you you write down like a bunch of negative things and then burn the yeah, paper. Essentially, yes, yeah, essentially it's sort of like a, a, I would assume maybe some sort of like paper mache type sculpture but like a giant sculpture with like demonic eyes yes they were also (laughs) mechanical because they moved back and forth it was oh it was very scary looking (laughs) i wasn't sure if the moving back and forth was just part of it collapsing in the fire if they had some sort of like wires attached to it I don't know, but yeah, they lit it on fire and the whole thing like crumbled down in front of them. (laughs) It was very strange. Yeah, yeah, so basically I guess the idea was just to 
get all of their negative thoughts and feelings and give them to the scary monster and burn them out of existence. I guess so. I hope it worked. Hmm. Hard to say. I would say no. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because do it like it when it sort of like collapsed for the final time and like fell down and like flame shot out everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it honestly looked like they were kind of close to <laughs> a little unsafe. Yeah, they they were probably a little bit too close. <laughs> I just, uh, man. And if that wasn't scary enough, we segue <laughs> <laughs> into a FaceTime call with the one and only Neil Lane. Yes, Tasha FaceTimes him. And he, I guess because everything is ending sooner, Neil Lane didn't have time to get out there. So they had to do a FaceTime. And she says, I want to be yeah. ready. And I need some rings as soon as possible. <laughs> Come on, Neil Stat. I need those rings. <laughs> so then, like magically, Blake is sitting with Tasha with a whole row of overpriced rings in front of him. I don't know if uh, they just overnight them all, over. <laughs> first of all, Christy, that is quite the accusation. You disagree? Look, I can't say if I agree or disagree because I don't want to get sued. <laughs> So they have this whole, like, him, like, seeming overwhelmed and I need to get up and pace around and, I don't know, this, I guess we needed yeah. some oh. suspense. Yeah, oh, it's so, it's, oh, man, oh, what is he gonna do? Oh. Also, it's pretty funny that he's doing this with Tasha, who is the person he was trying to date last year. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but he's over that. Oh, of course. He's moved on. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I just... Uh... <sighs> yeah, I just... You know, it's a lot of... It, that's television, baby. Yep, so it is now Proposal Day. Whoa! What do you know? We're there already. <laughs> yep, Katie has picked out a dress, which I actually really liked. Like, the color and the material. The only thing I didn't like was the weird, like, the nude paneling on the sides and the front. Gotta, you gotta be super sexy and pretend like you're basically naked while not being naked. Yeah, it just, it was weird because it was like really <laughs> thick and didn't quite match her skin tone, so it like stands out a lot. But it was definitely one of the better final dresses I've seen. It was also $1,100. Wow, that's so affordable. I know, right? And the shoes were also $1,100. <laughs> wow. So affordable. <laughs> <laughs> So Blake arrives and seems very nervous, which he should be. This is kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're you're telling me you wouldn't want to just get, get engaged to someone you had known for like six weeks, four weeks? Yeah, I don't even think it was six weeks. <laughs> he had one one-on-one -on -one date before hometowns. Wow. Look, I think our entire audience knows that that is plenty of time to, per you know, to be engaged to someone, to prepare mm -hmm. for engagement. Yep. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, so uh, do we do we know more about the ring? Because it's yes. normally like a hundred grand. Well, so I I saw this article. Apparently, it is a forty-two thousand dollar ring, 
and this is what Neil Lane had to say about it, which this ring he like he says he designed. It's a very unique ring. The halo is hidden so you don't see it from the top. It's a lot like their relationship about taking a risk and the beauty of hidden details. <laughs> a lot of it is on the surface at first, but there is so much more than meets the eye. It has a lot of meaning and a lot of detail. So it's not just a gem on her finger. It means so much more. It means advertising <laughs> dollars. <laughs> uh. I mean, I don't know how he assigns all that meaning to it when he's not even the one getting engaged. Also, probably didn't actually design it. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so they do. Does this mean that it they only have to like be engaged for six months or something since it's not worth that much? No, I think it's still the standard two years. Otherwise, you got to give it back. Wow, they got they totally got shorted on that one. Well, her ring is. Three carats, I think, which I don't know what the other normal sizes are. That maybe that's why it's a little less. Yeah, but I thought I I thought that normally the ring is like a worth a hundred grand. I think it depends on the style, or I don't know. I don't know how you assign value to these. See, I would literally, if I was in that situation, I would literally just be looking for the ring that looked like it was worth the absolute most amount of money <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he has to pick one she wants okay like he has even the remotest <laughs> clue <laughs> well hopefully he tried his best katie says she loves it but i feel like she has to say that yep as i said contractually obligated <laughs> I love this wonderful Neil Lane ring. It is one of a kind, and I love it. I am not paid to say this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you think of his whole, uh, his actual proposal where he, like, pretended not to propose, but actually I know. Him? That was very strange. He says, like, I can't give you what you came here for in this big, long pause but you deserve the world and then something about like i can't wait to support you it was like a little convoluted i don't this whole fake out they have to do every time there's a proposal is too much uh, like has there ever been a time where it is the person they're going to choose and they don't propose only one i can really think of is matt james but that was a whole other fiasco. But there's never like a fake out and then there's not a proposal. So I don't know why they're bothering with it. It's because it's television. You gotta make it dramatic. Gotta shock those wine moms. <laughs> you know? Make sure they're awake and paying attention so that they go out and buy Neil Lane jewelry. <laughs> So she says yes, obviously. Because he's the only one for her. Yes, the only one she's... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't, you can't even do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, well, should we talk about the end of all things? Greg. Yeah. Yeah, we go back to the studio. What a weird transition from all of that happiness to Greg is here, and now we've got to go back to. Well, yeah, because you you also uh, throughout the episode had bits and pieces shown of him just like pacing around backstage, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, guys, we got him. He's really agitated. He's been here for hours, but we got him. <laughs> yeah, he comes on stage and admits that he would not have done anything differently. Which, that was not the best thing to say, especially since Katie was watching backstage. <laughs> so, yeah, she comes out and, boy, is it icy. <laughs> There's no hug. She just walks right past him, sits as far away 
from him as possible on the couch. Yeah. She just, she was not having it. Yeah, one thing to keep in mind is that she probably had just watched the episode from last week before coming on stage with the whole blow up. So that's probably why she was a little extra heated here. Really? She, they would, why would they, wouldn't she have watched it like as it aired? No, because this was filmed before last week's episode aired. So they kind of, they would have showed the audience that as well. So they have context for what's happening. Huh. Interesting. So she just watched that and now she sees Greg in person. <laughs> so. Yeah. And she basically well, it's still a bit of a uh, yeah, there's still a bit of a uh, extreme reaction, perhaps. Yeah, because like I didn't like the way Greg behaved at all last week. Like he, it was just such an immature like way of handling things. But her rea- the real butthole. Yeah, her reaction here was it seemed unnecessarily harsh. Like when she talked, like the dig she took at him, like the whole acting thing, saying he came there for exposure, which like everybody, including Katie came on for exposure. So that's not really a, a valid point to me. And also yeah. like calling him a cocky Jersey boy. Like, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> well, I guess it comes out of all the, Stuff because I guess and I I only know the smallest fraction of information about this, but something about how he like removed a bunch of stuff from his Instagram or not his Instagram but like his LinkedIn before going on the show about like acting training he had gotten or something, um, stuff like that. So there was like some rumors online that like he was. You know, he was basically just a Thomas, you know, just like trying to trying to like be there for the wrong reasons, which, again, let's be real to anyone there for pure reasons. (laughs) No, Uh, yeah, I just I yeah, I just felt like it was unnecessarily mean. Yeah, it was it's almost like she felt after seeing how Greg treated her last episode, which was terrible. She's like, "Well, now I have to like return in the favor, I guess, and really come back at him have I mean, like this maybe empowering moment or something." Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. They again, they both just were not communicating. Well, not at each all. other. <laughs> I mean, Greg. Greg. At the end of the day, Greg wanted her to drop the bachelorette terminology role, and Katie was not going to do that. So, it was never going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and whether or not, like, I don't know. You know, I don't know what his motivations were. Uh, but yeah, she was. She was not having it. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah, there were a lot of digs. <laughs> kind of going back and forth. Um, Let's just... I just... Um, it was very unfortunate. And I feel like Greg should have watching. owned up more to how he acted on this stage. He kept saying stuff like, I'm sorry you felt that way, which is not really an apology. Just... I don't know. I don't know why he didn't recognize that, yeah, there were things I should have done differently. Hurt people are stupid people, Christy. <laughs> That's just how it goes. But yeah, I I was I felt like this whole exchange was very unfortunate. Yeah, it was weird placement in the episode also, because after this, now we jump back to Blake and Katie again, all happy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just... uh, Yeah, I... mm. So, here's... So, here's a question for you. When was... When was the Mentel all filmed? 
in um, like in relation to this episode. In relation to when they filmed this? Yeah. Like Probably when were the two a week or two filmed? before. Okay. Because she was, I guess Greg wasn't on Mentel. No. Okay. There's so many just like sad puppy dog people. It's hard to keep track of them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was hoping that it wouldn't be so ridiculous. Their their meeting. But I did want to ask you what you thought of Katie's accusations of gaslighting. Because that seems like so something that she brought up on the show, but also I think something that she posted about fairly recently on social media mm-hmm. as well, maybe yeah. after the release of this episode. Um, what do you I don't think about that? I don't think... Like, from what I've read, the gaslighting is more of, like, a pattern of behavior. And this was such a short, like, relatively short, like, argument. Where it seems like more of a miscommunication than this constant altering of reality that I think gaslighting is. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It seems like a... I don't know. I don't know if it's really that far like he behaved like a jerk like but i don't know that i would go as far as to say it was officially gaslighting yeah and i guess maybe from my perspective i think perhaps that like it's 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 maybe easier to just be like oh yeah he was gaslighting me Versus, like, taking responsibility for her role and what happened. Right? Because ob- obviously, yes. We all agree. I, um, be- between the two of us. But most people in the wider world, I think, probably, uh, agreed that, like, he did not... He did not handle that argument slash breakup well. Like, he he did not handle it whatsoever, well whatsoever. Um but I mean, she definitely played a role in it. Yeah. Uh, I, and as you said last episode, what was it like? You gave like was it sixty five percent of the blame to to Greg? Yeah, <laughs> probably like sixty five, seventy, something like that. I don't know. It's kind of hard to put an exact number on it. Well, but. of course. But but the uh, I guess what I'm getting at is that it might it may be easier to just be like yeah like. You know, we're we're living in a time where, thankfully, like, we do seem on a hold to be taking, like, women's trauma more seriously. And hope, hopefully that's a trend that continues. Um, but I think it may, can maybe be easy to, like, get wrapped up in that and be like, oh, yeah, like, he was a jerk to me. And it made me feel terrible so he must have been gaslighting me versus being like we are in a reality tv situation and we were neither of us were communicating well and he decided that instead of trying to clarify things he would just be a butthole yeah i think and then that happened i think where she's trying to say he was gaslighting is that she gave him like all this validation over and over again and from his perspective he's saying well no you didn't or that no that wasn't enough so Mm -hmm. i think that's but that's once i feel like that's kind of just like two different perspectives because he was looking for something more which i still really don't know what that was but it wasn't what (laughs) she was giving him so they have two different interpretations of what happened but i don't think it was purposeful like let me alter reality kind of thing yeah and so i guess i guess it depends partially on what the situation actually is with his acting stuff 
right? And what what his motivations were potentially behind kind of keeping that on the on the DL. Um, but but yeah, I mean, because I I I thought it was fairly well known that like people people experience love differently people like put different like weights on different things and and interpret things diff- differently you know so like you could be a person who just feels so incredibly loved when like somebody gives you a kind like tells you like it gives you a compliment or something um and if somebody's like trying to you know like love you by like giving you all these gifts or whatever and that's not how you experience love all all you know you're just sitting there like why why won't you just say something nice about me like why can't you love me like why don't you love me and the other person's like i don't why are they so upset i'm like giving them all this stuff i love them so much clearly uh, and so I don't, I don't want to like necessarily put that on the situation, but it seems like it c- could have been a similar type situation. Again, assuming uh, and kind of making the assumption that that both of them were coming into the situation with decent motivations in regards to like their relationship with each other. I don't know. Yeah, I would agree. As I keep saying, go see a therapist. He apparently is doing that. But I saw he was on Nick Vial's podcast. I think the episode dropped like yesterday. And um, I think he is still actively in therapy from what I read. Specifically because of the show? Um... I don't know. I'm assuming some of it has to do with his father passing. Because I know also he had mentioned that the therapist he was seeing after his dad died also died. Which is just awful. So I think he's had to find another one. Oh, dear. Talk talk about, like, compounding issues. You're just like, oh, man. Like, my father died. I love him so much. Uh, Okay. Help me work through this therapist. Therapist dies yeah rough. ouch well that's good though i mean i feel like he should have just done that instead of coming on the bachelorette but you know yeah take what you take what you can get <laughs> yeah i think he also kind of admitted that like this probably wasn't the best timing to do this show <laughs> really <laughs> really <laughs> i'm just so shocked i could have never se- i could have never anticipated that <laughs> yeah should we move on to blake and katie you know i guess so don't want to beat a dead horse here <laughs> we should let greg rest <laughs> yeah we might come back to him a little bit later but yeah we next see blake and katie on stage and i guess everything's happy yeah, because she, I, she said too. She's like, he's like, oh, are you alright? She's like, I'm alright now that you're here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not much to say here, really. No, did she just not tell her family she was engaged because she was afraid of her aunt? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she said. I heard some other interview where she said that her family knew she was with them. They just didn't know she was engaged. So. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, she, yeah, she just, like, said exactly the same thing, word for word, that she said in the footage earlier about, you know, when she knew she was in love. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. Yay, playing hockey. What did you think of that moment at the end when all of a sudden Blake does this like really awkward segue and then like music starts playing 
and members of the audience stand up holding boom boxes. Oh, Christy, Christy, it's their song, remember? I know. <laughs> Where they got to, they got to make out in front of a poor country music artist who's trying to make it big, and so they have to take jobs like this. I don't think he uh, was there. No, no, he wasn't there at the end, but he was there at their date. Remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. The original date? Yeah, yeah, and I remember. And then the boom, the boom boxes came from when, uh, oh, man. The whole uh, departure of what's-his-face. Oh, Connor? Yes. I believe it was Connor. Where when, he came when to he her like, room. Where he, like, went, on, he went, like, underneath her window with the boom box playing the song and then abandon it there to go make out with her mm-hmm. uh, I mean uh, comfort <laughs> <laughs> so yes I mean I what do I think of this I thought it was silly you said silly mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I thought it was cringy wow how dare you Christy I thought it was so romantic I don't know. These things are hard for me to watch. No, No, I mean, yeah. I mean, it was kind of cringy, of course. Was it less cringy than hiring a woman to kiss Connor? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just the fact that, like, they're standing there, like, swaying back and forth with Caitlin and Tasha sitting there watching them with all the audience just watching. I don't know. There's also a lot of boom boxes. Yeah. Then the rest of the audience is just sitting there too. So. Yeah. So that was it for. Yeah. After the final roast. Yeah. Um, hopefully she f- can be happy. Yeah. Um. I don't know if this even warrants mentioning, but you know. Got the little the little funny tag where Blake splits his pants getting on the horse. I thought that was funny. Fine, I'll admit it. It was funny. <laughs> um, should uh should I should we discuss this next thing or should I give my kiss counter update uh, before it? We can do it before. What's how many did we have? Well, Christy, I'm so glad you asked. I have down that we had 26. She kissed Blake 26 times. That's right. It was just him. (laughs) (laughs) And that was even with me being a little bit uh, selective in my counting as well. Because there's a lot of just like machine gun yeah. <laughs> kisses happening. Yeah, that's true. But they don't really like it's kind of continuous. Yeah. Wow, that's that's quite a lot for one person. It it, it makes it very difficult to keep track of accurately. Yes, this is very open to interpretation. Which uh, then, if I tallied correctly, which there really is no telling if I did. <laughs> uh, that puts at, uh, puts us at 138 for the season. Is that still below um, Matt James? Um, it is by a little bit. I believe I want to say there are like 150. Okay. In his season, perhaps? Well, I didn't go back and recount. Considering but. that she lost out on two fantasy suite dates and another hometown and a last chance date with the final two person. Though, actually, no, no, I'm incorrect. I'm actually incorrect. His total, um, again, this is just by my count, using the footage that I see with my own eyes. It's an imperfect system. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but according to my count, uh, Matt's season was 133. Oh. So she actually she overtook him. him. And it actually should have been way higher than that. 
if her season didn't get cut short. Yeah, it was very strange because she had, I mean, she basically had three three of the ten episodes where really nothing happened. Mm-hmm. But she really made up for it. Yeah. I mean, we had we had 52 between this episode and episode nine. Wow. And that was, like, basically all just Blake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As she said, she was satisfied multiple times. Indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah, wow. I, I didn't think that she could do it. But she caught up. So what is it? What is it that you wanted to uh, talk about here at the end, Christy? Well, these are just some random thoughts that may or may not be important. <gasps> uh, but are these are these hypotheticals? Yeah, some of them. So <laughs> oh no! Like remember when Blake said at hometowns that he was not in love yet? Mm-hmm. So. How did he get from that to saying I love you on the fantasy suite date probably like two days later? Christy, their relationship had progressed. Okay, I don't expect you to understand. Nothing had happened in between. (laughs) 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 I'm just a little confused by that. Or is it just, oh, it's fantasy suites. I have to say this. You know, I think he just like, he had a couple days where he's just stuck, you know, continuing to just pleasure himself. And he was like, you know, I'd rather just be having sex. And to make that happen, gonna have to tell her I love her. Yeah, fantasy suite's coming up. I can't let this moment pass. Nope. (laughs) Yeah, I I guess uh, my whole thing about this process was... How none of it made any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Just because of how, like, how sure she was acting of Blake. But it's like, well, I mean, you basically had a giant ma- meltdown when Blake or when uh, Greg left. So, what's actually going on here? Yeah, that was one of my other questions. Like, if Blake really is or was the one all along, then why was it so upsetting when Greg left? Like, shouldn't that relieve the burden of having to let him go and now you're left with the person you really want which is Blake I mean if she is to be believed I mean that's the story (laughs) she's going with in all her interviews that Blake was it all along or I don't know I guess at that like hometowns onwards so I don't know I'm a little confused by that Mm-hmm. And then yeah. how does she go from saying I'm about to leave because Greg left to literally the next day or the day after saying I love you to Gre- to Blake? Chrissy, these are questions I don't have the answer to. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I think that... Uh, and this is sort of still in line with with what we were talking about earlier, but just the whole idea of I think at some level she realized that it was just her, Blake, and Justin left. <laughs> and she really, really wanted to be engaged by the end of it. And so I th- honestly, I think that that was just what had to be done, practically speaking, to make that happen. Fair enough. I also wonder if Greg doesn't implode, does she still pick Blake? I guess we will never know. I mean, she would she would say, yes, of course, I would still play, pick Blake, but I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> yeah. That is hard to believe. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I've i never been, like, dumped in that fashion before. So I don't know. But maybe it's just really uh, 
really just a huge blow to her ego, which is why it was so so earth-shattering. Yeah, I'm sure that's part of it. You know, because she's, right, she's supposed to be the dumper, not the dumpy. Yeah, and she already had other guys leave, and, so. Yeah, and, yeah, and she, she got, uh, she got, she became the dumpy twice this season. Mm-hmm. I also think Blake must be incredibly secure and confident to continue <laughs> after hearing that she almost left because Greg left and then also propose and then have to deal with watching all of this back. So again, I think I think he's a simple man, you know. He's in a relationship someone who uh as I saw an article. I should have never clicked on it. I regretted it immensely. <laughs> but something about Katie had been in an interview, or the two of them had been in an interview, something like that. Oh, I think and, I saw this. And I've been like, yeah, we've like we've had sex like hundreds of times. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I saw that they each like gave a number or something. <laughs> so. All that to say, I think that I think that you know he he knows what he wants in life, and if he can get it, then he's a happy camper. Yep. Well, I hope they last. It would suck to not have this work out after all this mess. Yeah, I just. I can only shake my head. But I remain skeptical of all bachelor relationships until they get married. Oh, I remain skeptical of all bachelor relationships well after they're married. I remain skeptical until they break up. (laughs) 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 Or I guess the correct terminology at that point would just be divorced. Yeah, well, thankfully most of the the actual marriages from this show have lasted. Just a few people have had to uh, return their Neil Lane diamonds. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what happens after you, if you get divorced, what happens? I feel like you keep the rings at that point. Yeah, I would just, you know, at that point, it's just whoever, uh, whoever wins them in the divorce. (laughs) 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 And at that point, you just hope to pawn it off on someone who's like oh this was this was worn by a bachelorette you know or somebody that the bachelor picked (laughs) (laughs) man what a whirlwind what excitement i'm so glad that i'm here watching this show these shows so fun it was an interesting season every season is different though from the last i don't think i've ever seen two seasons that were the same i'm still not totally convinced that the franchise isn't dying i mean it might be (laughs) it's still getting good enough ratings i suppose but well we're getting we're getting some pretty high high uh download numbers so yeah it might not be dying yet then (laughs) Well, all we can do is hope and pray that it does. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> Look, I think that our listeners probably know by now that I'm a curmudgeon, which is to say I'm incredibly cranky about all things. At least Bachelor-related. No, 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 everything. <laughs> <laughs> Well, will we be back next week, Christy? I think so. Paradise starts wow. next We don't Monday. even get a week off? Nope. Unbelievable. We go don't they do it? Don't they think of the poor podcasters no. busting our butts? I mean, they certainly don't because after next the week after next, I think it starts where it's the normal two episode a week schedule for Paradise, Monday and Tuesday. Wait, what? <laughs> 
Uh, I did not sign up for this. <laughs> we may be on hiatus after all. <laughs> <laughs> Will there be an episode last next week? Hard to say. Next week is just the one episode, I think. Yeah, well, if there's going to be two episodes a week, Christy, I'm going to have to take a long, hard look. <laughs> it's so much drama, though. They can't fit it all in one night. Because it doesn't run as long as Bachelorette does. It's, so it's it'll be over. Uh, like it's not the ten, it's not the ten week, ten or eleven week structure of the normal show. So I guess they kind of double up and it's over quicker. I still disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I guess all that to say, will we be back next week? Only God knows. This has been Group Dates and Hot Takes, a Bachelor Nation podcast. I'm Sampy. And I'm Christy. We'll talk to you next week.